0: Welcome to this happy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Palmer, joined as always by Paul Jarzembowski and John Grasso. Welcome, fellas.
1: Good
2: to be here here after after a little hiatus. Paul and I are just so excited. We have to say we just
1: jumped in at the same time. We're just talking over each other.
2: Yep. Cannonball right into the podcast.
1: Just
0: 35 minutes of us just jumping all over each other's sentences so let's jump right into this week's topic uh normally we have uh, what's making you happy but i think we're ready to just go right in and tackle this week's topic so this is inspired by a recent uh experience by paul so this week's topic is if you can't get into a disney park what nearby venue can make you feel a bit of that disney park magic uh, what can help scratch the itch if you're on the outside looking in, standing there at the Esplanade going, hello, can I get in? But you can't. Paul, tell us a little bit about
1: your recent experience. So I was on the other end of the uh, country uh, in, uh, in California, um, and I was there for a conference. And, uh, and so... I had hoped to um, I had arranged with uh, with somebody to go into the into Disneyland on one of the days, so I got myself all ready. I mean, I packed. I was ready for that day to to go into the park to Disneyland and and really see everything. I kind of blocked out the day. You know, I was like, "All right, this is this is the time I'm going to do it," and um, so I'm like ready. I'm excited. And then day before, I get a call saying it was it was actually a cast member who was going to let me in. Um, it was a friend of mine, uh, and so, uh, but they got called away uh, to a meeting um, in in Burbank, California. So I was in Anaheim, California, and I, I, you know, from somebody who doesn't know California geography too well, I thought, well, okay, that's great. But then it realized that, I'm, especially during rush hour, the distance between Burbank and Anaheim might as well be the distance between, you know, Washington DC and Anaheim time you know because it just it was it's, it's a long ways away so that's fine I mean I'll catch it I thought that maybe after you know maybe it would be a morning meeting so fine I'll do the afternoon so uh, you know I went over to the park in the afternoon and I'm like yeah I'm ready you know yeah the meeting's going longer okay and so I'm like okay well I'll wait you know maybe when you're when you're done with the meeting you know on your way home just you know stop on by I'll do the evening that's fine so I went back to the hotel where it did some work and stuff like that and I'm like, okay, the evening's coming around, not hear it from, like, going, no. Um, you know, I'm like, well, okay, well, after dinner, look, I'm going to walk over to downtown Disney, and, you know, if you're by there, just stop on by three hours. I can do three hours. The park is open till midnight, I'm fine with three hours still not showing up okay how about two hours I'm fine with two hours look listen if if it's just like 45 minutes in the park I'm willing to do it <laughs> and it just didn't work out his meetings went long He was and by the end of the day just wasn't able to do it so uh, so I wasn't able so I I kind of was thinking to myself oh my here I was I got myself all ready all day long waiting uh, and, and no, no Disney park for me, um, which, you know uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, so be it, you know, um, uh, I was, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not the worst thing in the world. I, I had not, it wasn't that I bought a ticket actually the uh, park reservations for Disneyland were sold out. I couldn't even actually go up to the ticket counter and just, you know, buy a ticket because they were all sold out for the next like the next three weeks after that so I wasn't even able to just get one on the spur um I I was at someone else's mercy so it's fine um but I was a little sad and I wanted to share that with you guys because you know I thought to myself like okay if I wasn't normally like if I had planned this and I knew I wasn't getting into the park what would I have done to still experience and I did I did have a good day I I did some things that made me happy Um, But I did think to myself how, in Disney World, um, it would have actually been a lot easier um, than in Disneyland. Disneyland, there's really only so many options. Like, I really enjoyed, like, for me, the little glimpse of happiness for this little trip was um, another friend of mine we met. Uh, for lunch uh, at, uh, at Naples, uh, which is a, a pizza place there in downtown Disney. And then we just spent the, uh, the afternoon just hanging out in the lobby of the Grand Californian Hotel and you know sitting by the fireplace, watching people, talking, um, waiting, but still just talking and enjoying ourselves. And that did make me happy, but um, it did start me thinking about if I was in Disney World, which is where I normally go and I didn't have a chance to get into the park that day, Well, what I have done, so um, so anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys, and and thought, well, what a good, what a fun conversation topic that would be.
0: I've had a similar experience at a non-Disney park. Um, When my wife and I were dating, we went to, we went to, um, we went to uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, and one of the things that happened was we stood, uh, we 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 set ourselves up. We were going to go to Bush Gardens. And which is a great themed park. I mean, it's just fantastic in the mold of Epcot. And we did not, uh, although we planned on going to Busch Gardens, we had gotten to the, the hotel the night before. And we, were say, we said, why don't we check the, check what, what time the park opens tomorrow? Because we had not done any of our legwork prior to that moment. And when we looked at the online schedule, it said they're closed tomorrow. Uh, so we scurried put our put our clothes on and ran down to bush gardens and said do you have an after five discount and they said no Well, we do have season passes and we bought them right there on the spot because we saw all those roller coasters <laughs> so in a one hour time span on a sunday evening we ran to every single roller coaster and missed all uh, we got all but one ride in um we, we got all the way to the front of the park and they were like, sorry, kids, the park's closed.
1: <laughs>
0: Moose out front should have told you. Um, so, so we shotgunned all those roller coasters in, in minutes. And we, we were just trying to get in shape at, the, at that time. We were, we were gassed. We were gassed by, by this, because if you haven't been to Bush Gardens, it is a very beautiful, long green park with lots of bridges and waterways. Um, and we went from the back, of, front, front of the park to the back of the park, then all the way around into the front of the park again to get to that final roller coaster. And we did not get it, but we were back the very next weekend because we then had season passes. But Paul, you said that this is not exactly where you would go to make you happy, to make you feel these
1: these warm and fuzzies what is it for you well it for me um it's not going to be a huge surprise but first of all i would hit the monorail i would find a way to get on the monorail and i would ride that sucker around every park uh you know every 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 resort Past the Magic Kingdom, and then I get on the Epcot monorail, and I go down there and go around the park. I wouldn't need to get off because I don't have a ticket. Um, but one of the nice things I love about the monorail, and I have done this by the way, I have had days where um, I've either been at there at a conference, and didn't have, my 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 tickets didn't start yet, but I just wanted to go and just get in get get close to property. And I did, you know, with friends. I would ride, you know, I say, hey, we can, we, we can ride the monorail, which, by the way, is a stark difference between Disneyland and Disney World. You can't do that unless you have a ticket to the park. Um, actually, you can't do that unless you have a ticket to Disneyland. Uh, not even California Adventure will get you on the monorail. So, um, so I, I would, so for me what i love about the monorail too is you get to go through the resorts which is just beautiful the resorts around the around the the magic kingdom are great and then um you know when you go to take the epcot monorail you get to actually go you technically go into the park on the monorail ride so you get to kind of see and look down and see the people and see all the things that are happening um so you kind of get into the park without being in the park so um so that goes for anyone you're if you're actually in the Orlando area and you're like we don't have park tickets today what do we do ride the monorail all day because that'll do it so that is one thing that would make me happy but then if I got tired of that I would get off at the Polynesian and I would just relax by one of the pools or I'd relax you know so I'd sit on a bench watch the water uh you know, Seven Seas Lagoon is right there, so, you know, enjoy that beach area, enjoy the Polynesian ambiance, listen to the Hawaiian music, get a Dole Whip, Um, you know, which is ice cream adjacent, as we've discussed, so, you know, it is going to be a good experience, and it won't count for anything, because it's ice cream adjacent, doesn't really, no calories, no sugar, no fat, it's great, Um, so, for me, it would be a, a a resort and monorail holiday is what I would do with it, um, and I think that that would be just a fun way to, you know, spend the day. Um, you know, there have been other days I've taken. I, really, the resorts are places and in Disney World, one of the things that you can do around property is really enjoy the resorts, um, which you which again, as I said, I did I did to the Californian, but you have so many options. Um, And if you get sick of one, just get on a bus, go to Disney Springs, then get on another bus and go to another resort. Or, you know, if you have a boat, go to another, you know. So if you're done at the Polynesian, go to the Contemporary or go to Wilderness Lodge, you know, the Floridian, you know, check that out. There's so many resorts right next to each other, easy transportation to get from one to the other. But chances are for me, what would make me happy is just, and then I get back on that monorail. And just hear the doors opening and closing. uh, You know, please stand clear of the doors. work. Montanza got. I can't even do it if I'm not actually there. But nonetheless, too much
0: pressure on yourself. There, you were like Monorail Red.
1: Do it.
2: You you geared up like you were. You you geared up and you second guessed yourself. But I think if you really closed your eyes and felt like you were in Monorail Red, you would have nailed it.
1: Monorail Red would always be there for me. Unfortunately, I couldn't... Unfortunately, when monorail red can't skip lines, so if I was doing both the Magic Kingdom loop and the Epcot loop, I'd have to, I'd have to leave her for a little bit and ride on blue or lime or cor- uh, coral or whatever the color that happens to pull into the next station. So honestly, the nice thing about the monorails is, and don't tell this to red, but honestly, if any monorail pulls up, I'm going to get a, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to walk aboard and I'm going to enjoy myself. So.
0: You're going to slide into those other monorail uh
1: DMs, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to enjoy a monorail holiday. Fantastic. Wow, I know. Fantastic. So what about yeah, I mean, uh, number one, what do you guys think? I mean, you, you want to join me on my, my, my monorail? I, with, uh,
2: I, I don't know. I don't know, Paul. I think you probably should have a private moment with monorail red.
1: I would love for you guys to join me on monorail red one day. I, I think I
0: would, I think I would dare to be, uh, I think I would dare to move in on monorail red in your presence. It's all right.
2: <laughs> Is this where I say, you know what? I'm really kind of a fairy guy.
0: Taking the boat
2: ride. Taking, taking the boat ride. No, I'm which joking. one? I'm absolutely joking. Yeah, which one? <laughs> no, I'm a <laughs> monorail guy through and through. I was just trying to mess with Paul.
1: <laughs> Are you a friendship one or a friendship oh, two?
2: Hardcore. The friendships on. Uh, no, it. No, it's not my turn yet, Matt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, number one, um, when I stayed at. Orleans Riverside a couple years ago one of the simple joys was taking a little boat ride from that resort over to Disney Springs Um, and I really did enjoy just how laid back that was my family and I just kicked up you know kicked our legs up looked out on the water looked at all the resorts that were passing that we were passing at the time so I got to say I really enjoyed that aspect. It felt nice and comforting. It wasn't the Mark Twain, but it was nice and, and, and simple and pleasure pleasure filled. And then what I am I also am and I think I've made this clear throughout this podcast is I'm a sucker for animatronics. So I do enjoy going to Disney Springs. Um, we went probably two or three times during our week-long stay there. And one of the things that I, you know, like if you go to like a a Rainforest Cafe, you'll see animatronics. Um, But they had the the Rainforest Cafe there at Disney Springs. And I don't know if it's still there. Is it still there? Still there. Um, They had a lot of really impressive animatronics outside the building. And I just walked around with, with my son just noticing those things. And I'm like, you know what? It's kind of gutsy to move in on a Disney property and tout your own animatronics when Disney does what it does with animatronics. So I got to say Rainforest Cafe, I respect the swagger. But also at Disney Springs, uh, I'm a sucker for commercialism and merchandising. And the world of Disney makes you feel like you're spending your money in the parks. feels like you're in the park um you know a little bit of that emporium feeling of like walking around trying to find the t-shirt that that you could spot inside the park or um you know the kids found their keepsakes from the week at the world of disney so i enjoyed just how massive that place is feeling the scale of it all around um enjoyed walking around there and i also I gotta say, one place that made me feel like I truly was at Disney was the Disney Art Store, having the live animators draw live. Um, those experiences to me still made me feel Disney adjacent, genuinely Disney adjacent. You know, there's all sorts of normal restaurants that you can go experience at Disney Springs that feel like some place that you could go to here, or any town, you know, larger town that you might live in. But some of those touches, some of those Disney specific touches made me feel like we were still pretty much in the park um, and seeing just high quality art um, associated with the Disney brand I just deeply appreciate and I geeked out for a good solid probably hour walking around what is not a very big store um, as an animation nerd. I appreciated it. And I, I feel like if I were to go back again, I'd still spend another hour there. And somehow I might next time actually purchase something. Uh, because I must have been straight up annoying to those cast members that were there.
2: <laughs> Wait, so Matt, hang on. It's Rainforest Cafe, but have you been to the the T Rex? What's it T-Rex Cafe?
0: Yeah. We stood on one of there. Your and thoughts? So I stood on the outside of there number one the smell of that restaurant still stays with me it's been three years and there's a almost like a seasoned fry smell i was
2: gonna say pro or con
1: (laughs) pro okay okay (laughs) when you say you the smell remains with me could go either way (laughs) stung the nostrils no 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 i thought um
0: I thought the stuff there was also, the animatronics there were impressive. And I'm sorry to the good people at T-Rex for leaving out their artwork as well. Um, Like I said, it's really gutsy to move in on a Disney property and to bring your
1: own animatronics. And there's not one, but two rainforest cafes on Disney property. There's the one in Disney Springs and the other one is in, at all places, Animal Kingdom. That one blows the mind. Like it's, and actually, you, if again, if you don't have tickets for Animal Kingdom that day, you can still go to the Rainforest Cafe in Animal Kingdom because it's just next to the entrance of it. Well, so and it has its that.
2: own entrance into Animal Kingdom, which is bad. And it
1: has its own entrance into the Animal Kingdom so that you don't have to go through the other ones. So, I mean, there is these, that's, there's that possibility. So, uh, two, and then the T Rex Cafe, which is basically Rainforest Cafe, but with dinosaurs, Jurassic Rainforest Cafe. Jurassic rainforest instead of a thunderstorm every half hour basically there's an extinction event every <laughs> half hour you know
0: what makes you feel really safe at, and at home the possibility of extinction
2: yep well I it mean that's pretty much the specter we're really living good. under these days so
0: <laughs> so I like I said I think I do have to say hats off to those businesses those corporations that came onto Disney property and were not intimidated by Disney Imagineers, yeah. they said, "You know what? We're going to do this too." Um, well, I... I, since I, since I was a young boy, I've 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 had an affinity for animatronics. Even the old Chuck E. Cheese band, uh, I I still geek out when I see them live in an action. So I'm a I'm a sucker for creepy robots.
2: Oh, well, I, I love it.
1: Give credit to the Landry's group because Landry's restaurants are the ones that run those three. And then they also have another one in Animal Kingdom itself, the Yak and Yeti restaurant. Oh, is Yak a, is and Yeti, Landry's. underrated. And again, they're putting their theming into Disney's theming and it works incredibly well. Matt, did you go um, during the day or the evening or both to Disney Springs?
0: During the day, most of the visits. And I think we went Maybe briefly in the evening because it was, we went during the day, but it started to rain and pour. Oh, okay. Um, So much of what we would experience during the the evening we missed because we were darting from one covered place to another to try
1: to get to where our cars were. Yeah. I will say Disney Springs has a totally different vibe during the day Mm -hmm. than in the evening. If you are... If you are not a fan of crowds, I highly recommend going to Disney Springs like do like when it opens around 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, go then it is it is there's virtually no one there um, during the daytime hours, and you can walk around and you feel you can really kind of get the full experience like you did in the evening it gets very crowded it's dark, so you can't always see where, you know, so if you don't know where you're going, it can be a little confusing. So, um, you know, nighttime is definitely a different vibe. I mean, if you want the nighttime Disney Springs vibe, totally go for it. But if you're, if you're just looking for a, as Matt was saying, kind of a relaxing day to just kind of admire everything, try Disney Springs during the day. It's, it's well worth it. And the lack of crowds or the, I should say, relative lack of crowds uh, will make you a little more comfortable and all that.
0: And you can get a Dole Whip there, too.
2: You can, and yeah. you can get an alcoholic Dole Whip there. I did not do that,
0: and now I am taking mental notes.
2: There is so much. At Disney, <laughs> Disney Springs has come a long way. There's Gideon's, which I'm just absolutely desperate to go to. There's alcoholic Dole Whip of all kinds, some
1: um, and many of the restaurants now i mean one of the, my favorites that i enjoy there is um, jock lindsey's hangar bar oh yeah and, and the reason why is again disney springs allows you a park experience because that is all themed around indiana jones so it's it's basically in, it's the it's the jock lindsey for those who don't know from the first raiders of the lost ark film he's the pilot of the plane that indiana jones uh runs to at the very beginning of the room after being chased by the boulder it's jock Lindsay who gets him in his plane and they take off um so the 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 story behind the restaurant is that after jock Lindsay dropped off indiana jones he retired to florida and opened uh, a bar in his hangar uh where he kept his plane and so you can sit on the uh, a, a part of a houseboat plane thing next to the restaurant uh they have all the indiana jones movie props thrown throughout the the bar so if you're an indiana jones fan which i am you could just spend your entire time ordering drinks and then looking around at like oh that's from the temple of doom oh that's from raiders that's from last crusade so i think they have a crystal skull in there too so it's kind of fun so again getting an experience of the parks but not going there so cool stuff awesome so what about you john yeah
2: well uh fellas do you have your drinks because if we're playing the john disney drinking game you know there's only one answer um and uh in all seriousness yes obviously i'm going to it would be zootopia, right
1: it's zootopia it yeah, would probably zootopia be and zootopia. animal kingdom yeah absolutely yeah that would probably Encanto be land. where you'd want to go
2: no i Encanto, if look if Encanto land or an Encanto uh existed in a columbia pavilion in epcot i would i would I mean, that would not fit the subject matter, but I would certainly be in favor of it.
0: No, you would renew your vows there.
2: I think we probably <laughs> have to. yeah, I think we'd have to. It'd have to be the uh, you know, one of the cast members playing Mirabelle doing that. Yeah. at any rate, um sorry, John,
1: yeah, go on, please. No, no,
2: that's okay. I've got my dog here who um is really intent on getting my intention right as it's my turn to share uh, to share my piece. but no, I think it's um. Uh, I think the, everybody knows I'm going to wax poetic about Crescent Lake, but before I do that, I will say I'm glad, Matt, you brought up the various, um, you know, things in Disney Springs that are uh, uh, that are park-like because I think Disney Springs has come a really, a really, really long way. And um, if Crescent Lake was not my answer, it would be um, definitely Disney Springs or the Polynesian. Polynesian feels like a park experience into it of itself. It's just the beach. Even though I will never be able to afford it, the bungalows are always cool to look at. Um, you can get Dole Whip, um, which is good ice cream adjacent and on a nice warm day. And you can walk to the Floridian, um, you know, theoretically, if you could walk to the Floridian, you could walk to the Contemporary, so it gives you a lot. But no, Crescent Lake for me is where I would go uh, if I couldn't get into the parks. And historically is where I have gone. So um, when my family arrived early, Back when we used to drive from Connecticut all the way to Florida, um, which was an experience, we would get there middle of the day, um, not have park tickets that day, and so we would spend some time at Crescent Lake um, you know, in the pool at either the boardwalk or the beach club, um, or strolling around the lake getting some popcorn or churros, trying to sneak a peek of Spaceship Earth or the Eiffel Tower in the French Pavilion uh, or Tower of Terror if you ventured all the way that far. and it really built up the excitement of you know, the next morning you were waking up and it was a park day, probably magic kingdom knowing us, but you know, you were, you, you were so close, you knew it was coming. Um, and yet you were already immersed in the Disney bubble and the Disney magic. So, I mean, I love the boardwalk. The boardwalk's like a mini Disney spring. It's got a lot of, you know, I I've actually not been since the Skyliner fully opened, but I hear it's got a fair bit more energy now that uh, there's, it's got good Skyliner access. Um, to the other resorts, which I love. Um, It's really like a second or perhaps third if you count Flamingo Crossing, um, which I don't know if you would yet, but uh, an entertainment district for the resort. And so there's just something Disney about it, something park-like about it. It's impeccably themed, it's clean. There's usually entertainers on the boardwalk. Um, You can get not all of my favorite snacks, but some of my favorite snacks. And uh, it's serene, you know, you could either be on the boardwalk where it's busy and, and happening, or you could walk by I joked earlier um, about you walk by the wedding pavilion or walk closer to the beach club, and it's quiet and tranquil. And you could even hear the background music of the resorts, which I find awesome. You could go to the lighthouse. You could board a friendship, which is uh, where I, I I almost interrupted Matt in, in talking, or you know, or stepped on Matt's uh, section when you guys brought up friendships because I love those boats. Um, I love them so much. I should not love them, but I do. And uh, yeah, it connects two parks. So you kind of get sandwiched in between those two themed environments and you feel very much a part of it. So yep, it'd be Crescent Lake. Everyone knows it. I have I've, I think I've spent a good 50% of our podcast talking about it. So that's probably where I'll stop for this evening. John, not for this podcast.
1: John, um, I'm curious now, help me out here. Does Crescent Lake for you end at the bridge that goes to Hollywood Studios, or does technically Crescent Lake go all the way out to the to Hollywood Studios? Where does where does what I I actually I'm I'm actually I don't I don't know what you call the body of water where you would catch a boat for Hollywood Studios. Is that technically still Crescent Lake? I
2: don't know. I feel like it is for me. I guess I would include it um, because I just so often did that walk and that was talk about a kind of a tranquil walk until you got to the parking lot
1: it's one of the best walks i mean i agree i you know it's so funny people i i've often wondered like actually sarah and i have timed it in our travels like if we're going from the international gateway of, of epcot to go to hollywood studios what is the fastest form of transportation the fastest form of transportation is you yeah, if you're um,
2: walking at even a moderate pace.
1: Oh yeah, it's an easy walk. Um it'll take much shorter than the boats. Um now definitely much shorter than the skyliner. Um you know or any buses, walking will get you there. I want to say 15 minutes, maybe maybe 10 if you're at a good clip. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really simple walk. It feels like it goes on forever, but then you're like as soon as you you go you're like oh we're almost there because you're basically walking around the boardwalk yeah um, all of the whole resort then you go under a bridge and next thing you know you're in the parking lot uh area of uh, hollywood studios so oh
2: yeah absolutely yeah you end up it's um you know and it's a it it, it, it's, it's not terribly trafficked too so it's really nice um i really enjoy it and uh there's good energy there. I'm, I'm interested to see what it's like now with the Skyliner stop, with the Swan Reserve, you know, now that there's probably objectively more people there. But yeah, just, just a really enjoyable place, like literally in the middle of the resort, in the middle of Walt Disney World Resort. So you're, you know, you're there and you could walk, you know, if you did not have park tickets and you wanted to experience some of the park magic, you could walk up to the gate of Hollywood Studios and you would see you know, Tower of Terror and the, you know, even sort of the mm-hmm. Chinese theater, you could walk up to uh, the International Gateway of Epcot. I mean, you really could get right, you could, oh, you're yeah. into Epcot.
1: Um, do, ha, at the boardwalk, have you ever been to the Blue Blue View Lounge uh, in the boardwalk?
2: No, that's a bucket list item though.
1: Okay, now that lounge is very, by the way, if you're looking for a relaxing place, if you're at that boardwalk, I anyone who's ever been there just go to the Blue View Lounge which is basically it's just it It looks like a classic 1940s um, restaurant bar area um, and it's very serene they've got like radio playing like as if it was like you were oh I 40s. love that and you know you just order your drink and you sit around and you know they've got playing cards and you know it's kind of a nice uh, relaxing thing but it's right there uh, on the main level of the boardwalk uh, resort um not on the level of the boardwalk but what you know you go up to the main level where the check-in desk is so yeah if you're ever in that area that's a nice place and you get a nice view of crescent lake while you're sitting there as well out the window so well, i
2: gotta do it man i don't know why i haven't
1: wow uh, next time we're there man I'm, i'll i'll buy you a drink at the blue view lounge oh, highly run- it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite little bars in uh, bar pubs in uh, in the disney world property so
2: oh i love that that is so happening yeah we're what
1: 22
0: episodes into this and this is the first episode where i think we're just been like oh yeah let's just go to all the drinking places
2: (laughs) it's been that kind of week for us it's been
1: that kind of funny it's
2: funny it's like I, i i said i said to nicole um this morning man it's been such a crazy week, and I just was immediately reminded of that meme from Thirty Rock where it's lemon, it's Wednesday. Like it's yes. it's oh, not even no. close,
1: not even close. Oh.
0: I actually said to somebody today as well. I said, "Well, this week has been one hell of a year." Yeah, and this yeah. might be the first time the word hell's been used
1: on this happy podcast, and I apologize.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, no, you don't need to apologize for that. It's been a we're rough. talking
1: about. We're talking about going out drinking. We're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> hell and damnation. Oh my! This is what a what a week it's been. This is why we've got a Disney podcast where we talk about what makes us happy, because for a few moments, we get to smile and reflect and think about being somewhere not where we're at um and go there you know i even see john in in my camera view just wistfully looking into the middle i am am
2: legitimately imagining myself on crescent lake right now
1: i know it's right there it's happening
2: it's happening man it's happening
1: and that's the thing too is you don't need to buy you know i always like you said you know if you if you have like park hopper tickets but your park hopper doesn't start till tomorrow or you, you've, you, you know, you've, you only got so many. So like, this is a day that you're, you know, one of the middle of the days of your trip, or if you just happen to be at like a business trip in Orlando or something like that, and you just want a little taste of it, Disney World offers you an incredible amount of opportunities, whether it's the resorts, the lakes, the tra- even the transportation, the transportation yeah. itself, whether it's John's boats or my monorail, um, either way, maybe not the buses. I don't know if that, I don't know if we ever probably get to the the buses i don't think are very many people's happy place
2: no no i'm not
1: discounting it although there have been times where i've been on like a bus in a city and i have like this flashback and go this bus looks exactly like the one that you know in disney and i'm like oh that makes me happy and i'm like wow i even got happy about the bus yep <laughs> but yeah. that's the that's that's the disney difference well, the That's shuttles amazing. smell like exhaustion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I can say that. I, I, my, both of my children, at the end of the day, every day at the end of the day, they fell asleep in our arms. Yeah. And there's nothing like taking a shuttle ride back to a hotel or a resort, fully realizing that you're going to have to carry a 50-pound child somewhere for more than like an average amount of steps
1: i just it's, remember I like thinking can this bus take me to my room
0: <laughs> i was like I, if i bump their heads on something on the way to the resort door um hopefully they won't wake up and i took big deep breaths because you know like those children are dead weight when
2: they are out oh i believe it
0: but that came at the end of very good days. All right, then, fellas, this was a fun discussion. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love it. Um, everybody, please send your uh, outside the park happy places. Uh, send them to thishappypodcast at gmail.com. Share it on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. Um, you can find us at thishappypodcast or th- at this. <clears throat> sorry i apologize it's all right was too, it's okay i was too happy too happy. This happy pod um so we are on spotify apple pandora iheart google tune in leave us a review share it with your friends um and if you enjoyed this episode make sure you just click that subscribe okay all right fellas this is a great episode everybody thanks for joining us as always this was a fun discussion And we can't wait to wait to do it again. It's been a long week, everybody, but I am super excited about uh, this conversation. All right, everybody. See you real soon. Bye
1: now.